0: This is Mainspring Family Wellness, where transformation takes root. This podcast is for parents pursuing
1: both personal growth and family wellness. We will cover relevant topics that help us
0: reflect, make educated choices, and parent effectively. My name is Kristen Perlmutter. I'm an educator, a philanthropist, and a mother of three who is passionate about personal growth and seeing families at their optimal wellness. And I'm Dr. Jenna Flowers a marriage and family therapist, author of The Conscious Parent's Guide to Co-Parenting,
1: speaker, and mother of three. Well, hello, and welcome to Mainspring Family Wellness. Um, This podcast, we wanted to really highlight how quarantine has really hit families uh, on so many levels. But in this particular one, we really want to highlight school. And the difficulties with keeping up with school and for parents keeping up with school and for for the students as well. See, quarantine has just hit families with school aged children so so hard. So many parents are just really struggling with working from home and trying to salvage their children's education this year. There are some schools that have been able to adapt quickly and provide platforms to make this easier, and there have been some school districts that have not been able to make this transition as well, which has left parents feeling anxious and overburdened with how to best support their children during this crazy time. So Kristen and I asked Marlene Dandler, who is the owner of Seashore Academy and founder, to join us for this discussion today. Um, Seashore is a supplemental program used by charter schools or privately to teach in person and currently online. I'll have Marlene share with us a little more about what they do. Marlene, thank you so much for being on the show today.
2: Thank you so much for having me.
1: So Marlene, maybe you can start off by uh, sharing with our audience a little more about how you started Seashore, what led your interest uh, to offering uh, this program to Orange County.
2: Yeah, so thanks for for having me. I'm not a trained educator. I was actually spearheading an effort to start a public Mandarin immersion school. I don't speak Chinese, um, but we wanted our children to learn a different language, and that School took about a year to launch, and during that time, I actually hired a private tutor to privately homeschool my children, and I thought it was just going to be for one year. Um, Now, the public school was launched successfully and is still running well today, but during that time, uh, other parents started asking if they could join my homeschool, and with a homeschool group, we actually decided to keep that going um, because it was such a successful model. Um, and again, I, I'm not a trained teacher. I didn't want to teach my own children math. I, didn't want, I wasn't able to teach them Chinese. But with the variety of different tutors, we were able to get a specialist in science experiments and a specialist in uh, English and English language arts, as well as Chinese and mathematics. And so and the, the children were able to learn at their own pace. So mm-hmm. one of the first um, children to join us was actually working uh, way above grade level in reading. He was six years old and was reading Harry Potter. And so his mom said every other school she had visited wanted him to learn phonics. That was very unusual. This was not my child. Um, but the English teacher just said, well, we'll put him into third grade ELA. There's no reason a child should have to learn um, phonics if he's
0: advanced books.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, so we've never we've always grouped by ability, not by age. Um, and, there's, and that goes both ways. Sometimes you know, we've also had a 10th grader working on pre-algebra. Um, there's no shame in that. Um, that's not some typically math that's covered in 10th grade, but if that's what needs to get covered, then that's what needs to get covered. Um, so, and we also keep it down to the basics. Um, we do have things like art and st- hands-on science, but we really wanted the children to get a strong foundation in math, English, history, and writing. Um, and then they have optional foreign languages as well. So we've taken the, the model from the home small homeschool group. For a long time, it was just a Mandarin immersion homeschool group. In 2019, um, I started offering an English um, homeschool group as well, um, where you could come to campus a couple days a week and then learn independently three days a week. Um, and that's how we've started. It's now, we're now opening our fourth campus. Oh, that's wow, that's fantastic. That's great.
0: So the the teachers that are working on you, are they um, credentialed and certified
2: teachers? They are. Uh, We do have a couple of them who are the foreign language specialists who are working on their credential. Um, I've actually never hired because of a credential, however. I've, you know, our first teacher to join, actually when I was starting the public school, they had to, you know have the credential and they had to have a uh, be clad and a whole bunch of uh, things and all of us one of the reasons we continued with the homeschool group was because the most talented teacher that we had was mm-hmm. so young and energetic and was actually getting the children to sing you know head shoulders knees and toes in Chinese and uh, get on their get under their desks and paint upside down and do mathematics with a lot of manipulatives. She was all of our favorite teacher. um, She did not have a credential at that time. Um, So, you know, now she's working on her master's in education, but at the time, you know, we really wanted the best teacher for our children. So, you know, having a credential is a very nice thing and it definitely, there's a lot of good training in that and our teachers are credentialed at Seashore. Um, We do have two teachers who are credentialed out of state. Mm -hmm. And so One of them just got his credential transferred to california so i can appreciate a credential but that's not the most important thing i think Mm -hmm. joy in learning making sure that learning can come alive um is the most important and sort of that natural ability with children Um, okay so you're bringing up a topic that is i feel a little touchy for myself
1: because when you talk about the joy of learning and bringing learning making it alive i am not a teacher and so to be in quarantine with my kids um, and, and get through the curriculum from their school, it's been probably the toughest part of this quarantine journey for myself because I don't feel like I have the mindset of making learning <laughs> making yeah. it become alive and like an excitement for it because I feel like they did so well when they were in their classes but then by being at home, it's really impacted their ability to succeed. Like they, they really thrived in a classroom environment versus being, being home. And I think there's a lot of other parents that agree with me on this. And it also could be because I'm also a working mom too. And, and I'm being at home, I'm trying to manage some of this at the same time. It's like so
0: much multitasking at the same time that I'm not really cut out for that well if i could just interject actually jenna is a teacher she's an amazing teacher but i think what you're getting at and i this resonates for me is um teaching our own children is so challenging because you are an amazing teacher um but i know that it's teaching something different it's your own children It's, (laughs) it's
1: parenting it's teaching other adults that will have a willingness to learn and i don't necessarily know how to motivate Yes. my my first grader for wanting to
0: practice his fun Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. right. So right. That's so. That's that's a really good question. So you know, do you have any tips, Marlene, to help families that are navigating this I mean, uh, parenting slash educating their children?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I hear you, and I'm, I'm not a trained teacher. So you're a trained teacher. I'm not, and I really don't want to be homeschooling my own children. I do think there's a huge opportunity with this model to um, feel empowered in how we educate our children, which is different than doing it all ourselves. Yeah. Um, And so a lot of it depends on how your school district or private school is implementing their online program. Mm -hmm. Um, Some of them are giving parents a whole bunch of worksheets that they have to push their child to do. And I find that a pretty challenging model to find any joy in learning. Um, You know, Seashore decided to go all live on Zoom. And, you know, we happen to be lucky that some of our teachers have a theater background. Not only are they credentialed teachers, but they happen to be super engaging and lively on Zoom. And so they're getting the kids all excited about doing kitchen science experiments, running through their kitchen, getting supplies, trying to see if they can figure out how to do resonance you know, on glasses and water, and um, that's just been, you know, really lucky. That, and again, I a lot of our parents are working parents, and so they've been really happy with the fact that they can put their children in front of Zoom classes for four hours a day. And I sort, you know, it's entertaining as well as educational. Um, I think for older children, you know, the model of having to self-study. you know, maybe when you're in eighth and ninth grade is a better model, but really challenging for first grade. Um, Just because older children as they get ready to go off to college, you know, they do have to learn to take a textbook, study, write a paper, whatever. Um, So they don't need as much live Zoom interaction per se, except for in math. I think um, Mm -hmm. having a math class where teachers actually going through all of those algebraic concepts and, you know, making jokes and asking questions and getting responses, you know, that live interaction piece is what I think a lot of students and teachers miss. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Well, what about children
0: that um, maybe struggle with uh, learning from an online platform? Maybe that, you know, there's certain kids that might not be the best method. What do you suggest, you know, maybe if especially kids that have a uh, struggle with their attention span?
2: Yeah. And online isn't, you know, ideal in any, I think we're all trying to make the best, you know, best of it right now. Um, You know, I think structure is really important for students, uh, for children and for families and also having an outlet, like, you know, if you know that they have to be online to log in to talk to their teacher at, at 10 AM, you know, trying to go jump on that trampoline, or run around the neighborhood, or go for that bike ride to get those wiggles out, mm-hmm. um, I think is is really important. And then once the necessary online schooling is done, to turn off the video games, to turn off the TV, to turn off the excess screen time, um, mm-hmm. because it's not healthy for kids to be online and on Zoom for, and on any screen for multiple hours a day. So that's when to really try and limit all the TV, all the video games, all the texting with friends, as much as they want to do that social. Um, it's just that, that screen time. Yeah.
0: I yes. think we're all struggling with that right now. Yeah. I think yeah.
2: so. I think, and
0: what the research is
1: showing is that everybody has been giving their kids more screen time, right? Because there's also been, it's been so limited about the other options that we have for things to do yeah, activity wise. And then with the, um, you know, with the platform of school being online right now, um, it's just doubled yeah. for, for so many families.
0: Yeah. And, and also there's so many parents that are trying to juggle their careers um, from home as well. So it's, it's tricky. I think we, you know, we all agree that getting off the screen for many hours a day is what needs to happen, but I, I, I feel like there are days when my kids are on there more than they should be just because of my schedule. Right. So,
2: yeah. So at least if it's, if it's, if it's educational, well, I don't know. <laughs> well, that's where I do think at least if it's like a, a zoom live math class or a live yeah. Spanish class or something, you know, at least that feels like, okay, we've got a meeting or something, but the kids are in front of something other than a video game.
0: Right. And I agree with you about structure. I think that's extremely important for
2: children of all
0: ages. Um, but what would, what suggestions do you have, though, for, say, working parents to create
1: some structure um, for their kids at home with the online schooling?
2: So, you know, to have a structure where the children are being taught to be as self-sufficient as possible, and this is actually a really neat opportunity um, and we've heard this from a lot of our families, that they're doing things that they intended to do a long time ago. Um, So this is a really neat opportunity to really engage the children in doing more household chores. It's a great part of their education. Um, You know, a lot of parents are too busy running around all over and the kids between school and activities and homework and youth group, you know, it was just easier for one parent to do the laundry rather than spend the time to teach the kids to do the laundry, Mm -hmm. Um, you know now if a parent's working the children can be in charge of making breakfast doing the dishes doing the laundry you know having a sheets day and a towels day um, for example that's a great lifelong learning lesson a lot of kids go off to college and have never done their own laundry um, don't know how to fry an egg um, you know don't know how to go through the kitchen and make a grocery list Um, so that's something that could be built into each morning block like, mom Isn't is crazy though?
1: Can I just acknowledge that for a minute that people get to college and have never done their laundry
0: before? Yeah, I think that's. I think in this day and age, it happens a lot. It does. I know that's scary. It does. It's, That I mean, it's questionable if my husband's learned to do laundry. Actually, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, some, some of us still have our laundry yeah. done
2: for us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, it, it it can be built into, you know, sort of that morning routine where they're actually getting some, some chores done. Um, and it right. is kind of a neat opportunity to work those chores into a routine because we're not as crazy busy driving them around everywhere.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that um, has been a silver lining for many, myself included, for many people, just uh, the the not rushing around and all the activities and the, the being overscheduled and maybe, you know, the excessive homework and studying, I feel um, like that's been a breath of fresh air through this whole experience.
2: Yeah, so it really I is. Hopefully
0: that's going to something we can carry on to when life returns to somewhat normal times.
2: Yeah. And I think honestly with, with schooling, there's an incredible opportunity here. The traditional school model is very top down.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
2: um, homeschooling is very grassroots, bottom up. And I think to really discover that joy in learning is kind of unwinding that top heavy model that's sort of full of worksheets and obligation and sometimes senseless rote memorization and to really discover what makes a child tick and find out what their interests are. Of course, we need structure. They do need to learn the multiplication tables and they do need to learn, you know, their history. Um, However, it's a great opportunity to borrow those books from the library or download them on a Kindle if your library is not open. Um, and if they're interested in insects, just picking up a whole bunch of books on insects, um, magazines, if they're interested in sports, you know, baseball facts, um, whatever that might be, um, so that they have a structured reading time, you know, that could be an hour in your day that you design, um, you know, can have a chores hour, maybe you could have you know, a devotional 20 minutes you have unstructured reading time where they just have an assortment of of magazines and it doesn't have to be um, the Odyssey uh, for them to just, just rediscover that joy in learning and uh, reading. And that's great education. I mean, Abraham Lincoln was a self, you know, homeschooled young man. He just read voraciously.
0: Yeah, that's that's good advice.
2: Um,
0: how do you... um?
1: Just to piggyback on that, I have found that because so much is happening now on screens for kids when it comes to gaming and whatnot, children don't play as much. Like, they give, they let go of playing a little earlier and maybe even finding other hobbies because they're so focused on, you know, kind of life from the screen of what that offers, whether it's social media or watching TikToks or <laughs> gaming. Mm-hmm. Um How do you
2: help children find things they're interested in? Um, Well, I normally suggest turning all screens off. And, you know, at Seashore, it's easier because all the other parents are encouraged to turn screens off. But I usually say turn off all the TV at home. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't allow any cell phones at school, we discourage social media until ninth grade. so we say, you know, turn off that screen in the car, fill your car with book bags, and magazine bags, um, that extra 15 minutes of flipping through a magazine or a picture book or or a novel, um, just so if they're bored, it's like it's kind of I feel like screen time and all that stuff is like candy. If the candy's around, you know, we're all going to we're all going to munch on the candy. Um, but if we have lots of other things available and candy's not there, they're going to go for the healthier stuff. So um, I think it's just not making it available, or if it is, you know, maybe on the weekends they get it for a certain amount of time or if they're a designated again structure, so you can log into this video game to play with these friends for this twenty or thirty minutes hmm or whatever, but it's not it's sort of this constancy hmm
1: marlene i'm I'm curious now that we're talking about this too what um what are your thoughts on quarantine affecting how much or how little children are learning right now? Like, should parents be really concerned if um, if our if our kids go through a time of regression? Uh, are there real repercussions
2: for that? I mean, I think you know that's a really good question, and a lot of that goes back to how important you know even between school districts there's so much difference between what an, a ninth grader would know you know or a second grader would know or a third grader would be expected to know um so i guess it's as as compared to what um i do think that there's a huge risk that we get lazy and the kids are just on video games too much and they're not reading yeah, yeah. And yes And that they're not up on their math facts And they're, you know, part of, you know, part of creating joy and learning is having questions about the outside world. You know, why is that sky blue? Why do these, you know, cicadas come up once every, you know, so many years? Um, And that has to do with being out in nature. So taking those beach hikes and going out for nature walks um, does trigger scientific questioning in young children. So those things, but we can do that now. We can do that while we're homeschooling. I do think there's, it's important to have some type of reading time every day and some type of math supplementation. Um, it doesn't need to be senseless worksheets. It could be multiplication games. There are some, you know, we do our live zoom math classes but there are lots of other ones um, just the main thing that teachers are sensing is if the children aren't keeping up on their math facts then they might really lose confidence when they come back into math and they've forgotten how to do long division they're rusty in what a ratio is or whatever they whatever that is um, so and that's something we typically see a summer slide anyway Yeah, Um, now we're seeing like a double summer slide unless parents are proactive and that can be, again, doesn't need to just like, just like exercise, better to do a little bit every day rather than put it off for two months and then try and cram it in for a week.
0: Is is Seashore offering any supplemental classes this summer for people that maybe feel concerned about the summer slide?
2: Yeah, we are um, live on Zoom. Um, They go from like seven to $15 a class. And we're doing like novel unit studies, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, where they're going to go through grammar and spelling words and and writing prompts, as mm-hmm. well as reading a fun book in the Harry Potter series, it's Algebra One intensive, um, multiplication madness, things like that, so people can pick and choose. Um, and then throughout the school year next year, depending on what people's, uh, we had a lot of district kids actually join us this spring. Um, and a lot of parents don't pay out of pocket to come to us if they're with our charter schools. Oh, okay. And so we're, we're a a private company when we're vendored with homeschool charter schools. So if you're enrolled in those homeschool charter schools, then you don't have to pay out of pocket. Mm. Um, So, but even a lot of people were in district schools and they paid out of pocket to get, you know, extra math every day, live (laughs) instruction um, rather than just Google, um, you know, Google classroom homework assignments. Um, because we have small class sizes, maybe seven kids, and then they could ask a question. The teacher could go over it again, and our admin could send them the recording if they needed it. Um, so that's something we plan to continue all next fall because a lot of homeschoolers as well, um, you know, they, they might live with an immunocompromised parent. They might not want to come back to, to campus, which we respect. Um, so we're going to offer both. Mm, and a crazy. lot of parents have actually said, you know, our classes go from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., um, California time. And a lot of parents said, gosh, it's nice to have that lazy morning, you know, yeah. have to get kids up and out the door and dropped off by, yes.
0: you know. Yeah. Mine haven't had to log on till nine since the quarantine. And I have to say, it's been lovely.
1: <laughs> nice,
0: so, right? Yeah. It's really
1: nice. Yeah, yeah. In some ways I feel like everyone's sleeping a little better. Yes. At home. Yes. Um, and in the parenting classes, we would often hear struggles with the morning routine—getting Yes. Getting kids out of bed, getting them ready—you know, out the door, feeling rushed. Yeah, um, and and how to handle that. So that's with quarantine. That's all gone yeah.
0: away. Something nice about rolling out of bed and and logging into your classroom.
2: <laughs> I mean, a lot of traditional homeschoolers. Seashore tends to be a place where people um, they don't really want to homeschool themselves, but they want the benefit and the flexibility of homeschooling. Mm-hmm. So they have other they have us basically homeschool their child for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people come into homeschooling because they're most homeschool parents are able to get through the whole curriculum in less than an hour and a half a day. Because if you're not taking roll and you're not doing recess and you're not taking all that time at lunch, they have that flexibility of having that relaxed morning, getting through what needs to happen, and then they can go out and about in their day. So a lot of, especially if you have multiple children, who are in three or four different schools, um, saving themselves that morning rush is is such a value added. Um, Absolutely. So I think we're going to see a lot of people who are actually just going to stay with the 10 to two and maybe not want to, especially when sports come back and youth groups Mm -hmm. come back because then they get that social emotional interaction, which is so important um, through church and, and sports.
1: Well, it's something to think about, you know, for, for the right family. I just think that it's hard um, like if you, if you do work at an office or, you know, then you've got to, where do your kids go? Cause you can't leave them home during the day on their own for 10 to two. I mean, unless they are like a high schooler, but mm-hmm. I, I just have always found that, um, even when you do have high schoolers, they say that the times when kids are, um, or from 3 to 6 in the afternoon when, you know, something bad could happen and they could misuse that time. <laughs> I believe that. Mm-hmm. So there, there is um, – I can see how there's benefits to the homeschooling, but I also think the structure of being at, at a regular school is also great too and to have the social portion in the community.
0: Well, and it sounds like you are offering um, – some hybrid models too, which it sounds like a lot of the public schools and private schools are going to have to adopt for uh, going back to school in the fall, you know, because everything's going to look a little different than it has in the past. So it, it's nice to know that we'll have it, the ability to, you know, kind of go back and forth
2: from different plat- learning platforms. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting because we, we'd, we'd always had this sort of, sort of hybrid model where you could come two to five days a week. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, if you're a parent and I'm one where I, mm-hmm. I send my children five days a week, mm-hmm. um, but there are others who come two days a week and you know, it, every child's different and each year is different as well. Um, right. there might be years where you want more time at home and other years where you want to go five days a week. Um, and that's just a family by family decision. And, you know, I think the opportunity in this whole thing is to really grasp onto those silver linings.
0: Mm. And so
2: can we make of this you know i really liked my slow mornings i really liked um being able to have a little more control over my child's education i really missed that social interaction i want to keep this going i want to supplement with that um because i think when parents are a little bit more empowered to create the educational experience for their child then everybody benefits because moms and dads know their kids the best not Mm -hmm. the school not any big school system yeah yeah, and I think the other
1: takeaway from our time today, too, is that uh, if we do a little bit every day with some of the basics, mm-hmm. then we set our kids up to not have um, so
2: much regression mm-hmm. when it comes to their yeah. their studies. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, you know, I remember a, a church homeschool group that I attended and, you know, just really listening to some of the homeschool moms. I had a newborn baby at the time, so I was just sort of taking it all in. And she had this lovely structure that she had set out for herself that worked for her family. But she'd have each of her children. They did devotionals first thing in the morning, and then they do a little exercise. Then they'd have breakfast. Then they do chores. Um, you know. And then they would do math. And I just think, you know, whatever that is for your family, this is a nice time to sort of be proactive. Like, what sort of starting with the end in mind of what skills do I want my twenty-five year old to have? Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's financial management, knowing how to clean their room and do the laundry. Um, you know, down to whatever, you know, and also including the academic side and say, okay, then what does my week look like? And and going through those it's chores, whether it's every day doing multiplication flashcards, um, having a structured reading time, and then, you know, each family can kind of make that for themselves. But there is that opportunity to be really be intentional as a family right now.
0: Great. Yeah. I like that. Is there, um, any resources that you want to share with our listeners or that might be helpful?
2: Um, We do have a lot of free resources on our website. So there's no cost to that. Um, And I can make more of those in terms of just reading lists, um, suggested reading lists over the summer. So if you've got a, a nine year old, um, you know, what books do you want to go get from your library and just leave around? And I can send some of those to you as well. Um, Great. Yeah. Publish those. Um, And then the other thing that's, you know, it's really, again, I don't like to do too much online, but in terms of math, if you wanted to do a little bit every day, Khan Academy is free and has a lot of great practice. And you can really just say, okay, we're going to watch this 10 minute video and do this one set of practice problems, you know, Monday through Friday. And that's fairly easy to digest and not. A ton of work and just really good discipline. That's great. That's great. Well,
1: Marlene, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today.
2: Thank um, you.
1: Yeah. We really appreciate it, the opportunity. Yeah, we've um, gotten some good nuggets today for our audience, so we appreciate you, you being here with us. Thank you absolutely. So absolutely. Yeah, All right. And if you want to find out more about uh, Seashore Academy, your website is seashoreacademy.org. Great. All
0: right. Thanks, Marlene. Marlene.
2: Thank you.